Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, latex and modeling. The way it makes you feel, it makes you feel really sexy, powerful, confident, horny. I think a lot of men, um, when they wear latex, they might want to do the makeup and the lipstick and the high heels and the big boobs and the, they want to transform themselves. And that's the greatest thing about latex. It's you can transform yourself into someone completely different. So when I put my hood on on my latex and some guys want, you know, SPH small penis humiliation, I'm up for that, man. I'm like, that is a fucking small dick, blah, 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 blah. What am I going to do with that? Whereas in real life, I'd just be polite. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So our first guest is a professional model in an industry that is both very popular and very secretive. There's a good chance that somebody you know is interested in latex and rubber. But despite how popular it is, there's still this idea that it's weird. That's a stigma that our first guest is trying to fight back against. This is latex model Kitty Malone. So how did you get started in this? Were you a model who got into latex? Or did you like latex and then get into modeling? No. So it was... A boyfriend. So I always loved cosplay, so dressing up, um, being somebody else, a bit of an alter ego, especially in the bedroom. Um, and then a boyfriend was into latex. Well, an ex-boyfriend was into latex. Um, and I really wasn't into it at all. I, I just thought, mm, I don't know the, the, the material or whatever. Um, and he gave me a rubber 55 latex hood and just said, put it on, try it. So I did. I put it on. And I thought, wow, this makes me look completely different. Like, I don't even recognize myself. This is very sexy. I loved the feel. I liked um, being somebody else and how it made me look like somebody else. So, yeah, it all started with a hood. Um, And then little bits of latex started coming in. You know, I started shopping for latex, buying more latex. And then just dressing in latex you know, at home, in the bedroom, and then decided, well, could I make a thing of this? And I did. So what is it about it that makes you enjoy it? It's a sexual thing, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. It's like I said before, it's the way it makes you feel. It makes you feel really sexy, powerful, confident, horny, um, just the whole getting ready so they're putting on the makeup because the hoods are so pretty but I think that if you it really emphasizes on your eyes and your lips so I do spend time making my you know doing my eye makeup so that the hood brings out the eyes and then just getting dressed into the latex and then the finished product is all shiny and you just feel awesome it's just the feel the smell the way it looks everything so well, will people generally have sex in the latex or is this more of something that you do before? No, 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 no. In the latex. So, I mean, I couldn't speak for men, but I think they find it as well when you put it on. It's the feel, the smell, how it feels against your skin, how it feels against certain areas makes you feel horny. Everything that you, well, more or less everything that you buy 
in latex has got zips in the you know the important areas so yeah latex is for having sex in and some people get confused with that they're like do you really have sex in it and you're like of course you do you sweat you get hot you get you know it's like the 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 feeling of it it's it's just brilliant now is this is this a popular thing are more people into it this than i would think i'd say it's more popular than you'd think for men not so much girls so a lot of men ask me how do i get my girlfriend into it um and there are a lot of men that wear it and want their girlfriends to wear it and they enjoy wearing it but their girlfriends don't like them wearing it um but with regards to popularity it is very popular but it's more of a not spoken thing like you don't go down the pub with your mates and say yeah i love wearing latex they go what are you a freak it's kind of like that not a lot of people would admit to liking latex but i think that a lot of people do love well would like to or try it or haven't tried it or yeah i think it it's popular why do you think that is though that it's a popular thing but yet people don't want to talk about it yeah because it's like the gimp look for men I, you know i think that um a lot of men that wear it are very submissive um a lot of my clients want to be my slave they want to be a gimp they so so it's obviously their submissive side um and the, the you know the when you speak about latex it is like oh that's a bit weird or it is weird you know a lot of my family and friends know what i do and they know i wear latex but they don't discuss it it's just something that they just don't want to discuss because it's weird um it's bdsm it's bondage but it doesn't necessarily have to be bdsm bondage it's just a fetish just like people would have a foot fetish or a nylon fetish or you know any fetish it's just latex but i think it's just people view it as weird but what's great is that a lot of you know famous models are starting to wear latex you know kim kardashian's wearing latex lady gaga's wearing latex so but that's in a fashion sense rather than um a sexual you know sexual sort of pleasure fetish kind of thing now does do do other kind of fetishes and kinks go along with wearing latex or is it pretty much just yeah i think that if you wear latex you're you're involved in the fetish scene so a lot of people have different fetishes and they you know i can i do skype bookings custom videos and the requests i get are obviously for their fetish so it could be nylon it could be um butt plugs or you know uh, they want to do that they want to do it with me giving instructions i think that it's just everything goes with latex every fetish goes with latex i think a lot of men um when they wear latex they want to dress as a rubber doll so they might want to do the makeup and the lipstick and the high heels and the big boobs and the they want to transform themselves into a rubber doll and that's the greatest thing about latex it's you can transform yourself into someone completely different so a lot of guys transform themselves into a rubber doll and you wouldn't even know that if they were a guy or a girl and that's the the best thing about latex is there a difference between latex and rubber? Um, I think that with regards to rubber, um, 
a lot of people use the word rubber when they're talking about latex. Like I use the word rubber, but I think that it's more sexier. Like I'm going to put my rubber on rather than latex, because obviously with regards to what I do, it's sexy. And I, ha you know, so when I say, oh, I'm going to put my rubber on, it's it's sexier. Um, but rubber is really uh, rubber products as molded products like the dildos rather than latex is a, a sheet of material. Is it expensive? I feel like it would be expensive. <laughs> Very expensive. I mean, you can buy cheap latex outfits from China, whereas obviously you can buy lots of cheap stuff from China, but it's just crap. It's just, it rips, it doesn't sit well. So if you're buying latex, the price will uh, probably represent the, the quality of the garment. So you're paying for, say, one of my hoods that I have, they're about £100 per hood. The ones that have the ponytails or the pigtails, you're talking 120 If they're tailored and designed, it could go up to sort of £130 per hood. And I have roughly around 30 to 40 hoods. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, a cat suit, you're talking sort of 300 to £350. I have around 10 cat suits. Then there's corsets, heels, um, you know, latex uh, bras and cardigans and dresses. Not cardigans. You can edit that bit out because you don't get a cardigan. But anything tight fitting, you know, anything that's rubber is, you know, of good quality is going to cost a lot of money. Um, I've just bought um, a corset and I think that costs me about £400. Wow. And for our, for our U.S. audience, a pound is roughly double that and you have a, an American dollar. So we're yeah. talking like 800 bucks. Yeah. A little bit more than that probably. But man, whoa. Yeah, that is yeah. expensive. Now, do you have to – does it has to be – is that because it has to be custom because it's so tight and it, like everybody's body is a little bit different? Or can I go to like the, the latex store and get a medium? No, it's all the same pricing depending on the size. It's just I guess – uh, latex is expensive. So how did you know, when did you make the choice to become a, to do this professionally? Well, I've always been like quite sexual and randy and like quite a show off, I guess, <laughs> as in like, Hey, I don't mind going on camera and showing off and doing all of this kind of stuff. So I started camming, um, through, um, adult work, um, and just going on on my days off, logging in in my latex and I guess there's not many latex girls doing that when I started there certainly wasn't there was lots of girls that would slip into their lingerie and they would cam um you know whereas I was more of a fetish model so I used to be well am was really busy because people hadn't seen this so they were like oh my god this is something different very fetish very naughty um and then I got a lot of men on that wanted to be slaves and subs and do naughty things. And I was their mistress and they wanted instructions. So I became very busy doing that. Um, and I was working full time and then got made redundant and thought, well, I'm going to start doing this full time. I wonder if it can work. Got a website, social media, obviously get your following up. Um, and that's how it all started, to be honest. You get followers you get regular clients, then it's private Skype calls, and then, yeah, it went from there. Like when you get 
when you do a custom video or one of these Skype calls? Like, what is the person? Is it usually a, a man who's requesting this, or is it usually a woman who's requesting this? Oh, all men, all men. Pretty much all men. Yeah. What like what do they usually want? Well, most of it's JOI, so jerk off instructions. Me telling them how to jerk off. Um, then they get to request outfits. So they'll say, "Can you wear this particular hood? Can you wear this particular outfit?" Can you maybe do a nurse scenario? Can you do, but it's more or less, you know, the porn industry, I think, because now it's free, you don't need to pay. You can just jump on Pornhub, search whatever you want, and there it is. I think that the way the porn industry is going now is that you can, you can get really up close and personal to your favorite models with regards to OnlyFans. You can chat to them, whereas you never used to be able to do that. Uh, you can request a video and say, can you say my name? And, and it's person personalized to them. So I'm saying, hi, John, how are you? Um, you know, this is your video, your personal video, and I'm going to get really dirty for you. And you're going to take out your cock and you're going to do this. And, you know, it's only a 30 minute video. But instead of going on Pornhub and searching, I'm li- you're literally talking to me. It's like, no, I'm talking to them kind of thing, instructing them. And I think that's the way the world's going with custom videos. How do you feel about that, right? Because now this is kind of maybe before you were doing it in front of a camera and there's kind of like, but now it's a real person. Like you're doing this for someone. Does that, does, how do you feel about like that? Do you like that more? Do you like that less? Like, what do you think about the idea that now you're doing this for John Smith? Yeah, I, I, I love doing personal videos because you know, some of them send me a script, so I have to not read from a script, but obviously they will do scenarios, positions they want me to get into, and I will literally be talking to them rather than the videos, that, you know, that I'm posting on my OnlyFans is, is just an array of, like, naughtiness, I guess, or, you know, new outfit, new hood in my latex. Um, I do a lot of smoking fetish videos. Um I love doing them. This, you know, I used to, like I said to you, I started off with camming on adult work. Now I don't get the time to do that because all my business, all my work is doing these custom videos for everybody. They're they're so popular. I'm just so busy with them. And it's nice because I can take my time recording. I can have fun. They then get a great finished edited video from Latex Kitty that they can keep forever. Obviously, they can't share it put it on any websites and make money for it because it's got their name all over it. Um, but I love doing them. Absolutely love doing them. When you're doing this kind of all the time, does that then, does that take away from your personal life in the sense that like, you know, anytime I think once something becomes a job, it becomes less enjoyable outside of that, right? Like, yeah. do you still, is this something you still participate in your personal time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do it during the day and sometimes obviously if I've done quite a lot of custom videos or if I've had a few Skype calls and they've been intense then yeah I'm like you know don't want to or I, I sometimes need a week off or you know a few days off to just sort of get away from the latex but I'd say even when I walk past the room that I store my latex in and I get the smell I'm like oh that smells good and I love cleaning it and and washing it and making it look good so I never seem to get tired of it, to be honest. I do get exhausted with, you know, 
with the messages and the constant chat that I, you know, that with regards to emails and stuff that I get. But that's fine. That's all part of the job. And you'd have that in a full time job, right? You'd have emails and stuff and inquiries coming in. But with re- regards to my loyal fans, I love chatting to them. And I think they love it that they can reach out to me. And I, you know, I say to, to them, uh, a guy a couple of weeks ago was going through a bad time you know I'm here to chat if you need someone to chat to just you know reach out to me I don't mind chatting so it's more of a like a personal thing as well rather than you know I can't be there for everybody obviously but my loyal fans that you know that have stuck with me since the beginning eight years ago I've become really good friends with them will you ever do things in person well yeah, lots of people would obviously love me to do things in person and real time and meets and things like that. And I did um, do that, but I found it, they get too attached, um, you know, and it, it, it then becomes, you know, I just didn't like that. I'd rather keep it sort of virtual where I'm home and in, you know, safe, to be honest. I don't want to put myself out there to people that think because I wear latex they can then meet me tie me up whip me and spit on me and you know whatever I mean one day I might do that but it would be as a mistress rather than as a you know people just fucking me kind of thing and you know a lot of people do want real-time mistress sessions so maybe one day I will explore that area and go around fucking other people as in fucking men than rather than fucking me that seems like the natural evolution, right? In a way, of kind course. of, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I'd say I just say progress to that, right? Yeah, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of my clients are all sluts and just want to be fucked. They don't want to fuck me. They just want me to fuck them. And I think that's the way we're going now. And I, and I think that men shouldn't be ashamed of that. It doesn't necessarily mean they're gay, bisexual, whatever. It just means they want to have fun. They want to, you know, have some of what we're having. And why not? Oh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, like one of those custom clips. Like how much would you generally charge for a custom clip? Well, I'm obviously going to speak in pounds so then you can like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's 65 pounds for a 13 minute video. So about 120 bucks. I feel like that's low. Is that low? I don't I know. Like I, sh- I, I don't know. I thought it would be more expensive than that for some reason. Maybe just I because the latex more- is so expex- expensive. Yeah, but I think you'd pay more if I think people would pay more if it was um, me with somebody else. So if I was fucking somebody else, but because I'm solo and, you know, it's more or less just me. Um, it's I, 65 pounds. Someone else said to me that's a bit cheap. So maybe I should put my prices up. But, I don't, you know, I don't want to like scare people off. And yeah, them. I'm I'm busy at the moment. It's working at the moment. Um, but £65, obviously, I have the latex. It's a big outlay when you're buying outfits, obviously. But right. then when you have it, it's a collection. And then, um, yeah, it's – but it, it is time-consuming. You know, you film it, you edit it, you've got to get ready, you've got to get set up, you've got to – but it's fun. So, yeah, maybe next year I'll look at maybe putting my prices up. But I do – I do – I do uh, – the prices do vary depending on what people want. Like how, example, how long it is and stuff. 
yeah. how long they might want it double. You know, for example, a smoking video, they want me to smoke seven cigarettes or something. Then I'm going to put in the price of the cigarettes. I'm not going to be buying the cigarettes and having that come out of my budget. And then, you know, if someone wants me to pump my pussy till it's massive and dry, well, that takes an hour. So I'm going to put that in there because I'm not doing that in my own time while I'm doing my housework, walking around with a pussy pump attached to my, you know. Now, will you just wear latex around the house just randomly? Yeah. Or- do yeah. you ever go will people go outside and like just walk around well we go to events and people walk around at events and sort of you know london fetish weekend and stuff but i live in a place where uh i really wouldn't want to go out in latex because i think that i'd get too much attention like if i went for dinner i'd wear a pair of latex leggings with a pair of heels for example and you wouldn't get looked at because it's just leggings um Obviously, the hood, I wouldn't wear the hood out because that would be a bit freaky, you know, freakish for people to look at. Um, But, yeah, latex leggings or, you know, if you're doing a photo shoot in public, I don't see that there's a problem in wearing full latex. I personally like head to toe in rubber. I like the full catsuit, the full hood, no skin. Use your imagination. You're completely enclosed. And I think that's really hot. I think the thing that would stop me from doing it is just like it feels like it would be hot and uncomfortable. No, it's not. A lot That's of what... people you, you can buy latex which is um chlorinated. So it's basically easy to put on um and it doesn't sort of stick to your skin and it's more comfortable. But I don't chlorinate my latex, so I use a dressing aid and then I wear the latex, it sticks to me. Um but it's not uncomfortable. You'd be surprised how comfortable it is once you put it on. Now, once you put on your full latex and maybe you then add a corset and then you add a collar and then you add maybe your heels and um, a hood, maybe two hoods, that can become really restricted. But that's the fun of it. It's being restrictive. It's sweating in it. It's being uncomfortable, you know. And that's what I didn't get, obviously, when I first got into latex, when that, you know, my ex-boyfriend got me into it. I thought, well, isn't it going to be uncomfortable? And then I tried it. And if you get a good quality catsuit that's, you know, know, nice and comfortable, nice and thin, it's brilliant. It feels fabulous. How much different is is latex kitty from your from your from your personality? Do you feel like you go through a transformation or are you pretty much just accentuating a side of yourself? (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I put the hood on and the latex, I think I become a completely different person to what I am every day. Totally. Like, yeah, it's completely different. I think I even speak differently when I'm latex kitty to when I'm my normal self. But then I think people do when they're on cam or recording videos or, you know, well, obviously, you do the job. Does your does your voice change to everyday life to when you're interviewing? Or I try to sound smarter, but I don't think it actually works very well. <laughs> I try to sound like a little deeper, but pretty much I feel like I just come off. No, not not so much. But then I've done it so long that honestly, I don't even notice anymore. Which one would you say though is your? So I'm a big comics book fan. This may make sense to nobody. It may make sense to everybody. But there's this argument about like, well, who's the real person? Is Batman the real personality of Bruce Wayne or is Bruce Wayne 
the real personality? Like, which one would you say do you think is your real personality? Latex Kitty or you in everyday life? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I think that I would 100% say that I change when I'm in the latex and everything. Um, but it is a bit of me. Like I said, I've always been a bit of a, I wouldn't say slut. Uh, I'd say I've always enjoyed sex. So therefore, for example, when I'm even chatting to um, someone that, you know, I get cigarettes delivered to me. I shouldn't probably, you probably couldn't say this, but whatever. I even flirt with everyone. You know, I'm a flirt. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, you know, a tease. I've always been a bit of a tease. So even when I'm chatting to a guy or, you know, it's in a restaurant or in a pub, it, it is, I'm always been a bit of a flirt, a bit of a, you know, chatty, flirty, which is kitty completely. So yeah, I'd say half and half. That's about, yeah, that makes sense. I understand looks, that. Looks wise, completely different. Whereas personality, still a filthy slut. I can be a filthy slut in real life, you know, even when I'm out in the pub as myself. So yeah. But when I, you know, go on cam and I've got a guy who wants to be um, humiliated and stuff, I can be a bitch. And that, you know, the latex brings out the bitch in me. Whereas in real life, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. So when I put my hood on on my latex and some guys wants you know, SPH, small penis humiliation. I'm up for that, man. I'm like, that is a fucking small dick, blah, 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 blah. What am I going to do with that? Whereas in real life, I'd just be polite. Brits are polite. We are polite people. But I just couldn't be horrible to anybody. And it's taken time for me to get used to being horrible to people when I'm latex kitty because it feels, it felt really uncomfortable. But now it's what they want. I get that. They want to be humiliated. They want to be called a piece of shit. You know, so I'm down with that. But only as Kitty, not as myself. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Okay. Favorite color of latex? Oh, definitely black. Think it's going to be the same for most people. Um, it's sexier. It's like um, like stockings are black. You know, it, it it they just black is a sexy color. And it's shinier. So when you've got full black latex on and it's it, and it's shiny, it's it just looks awesome. So yeah, black is definitely my favorite color. What's your least favorite? I'd say green, like a really like green. I just don't understand green. Like mint green, I love nurse green, I love. But I just have never really fancied green. I can I see don't... green being like strange. Pink, yeah. too, for some reason. I feel like pink would be a weird color. Oh, I like pink. Pink is Pink's like good. Rubber, pink rubber doll. It's kind of cute. I have sort of some fuchsia pink and some baby pink. It's a bit like when you go out and buy clothes. You think girls would wear a pink dress. Girls would wear a sexy black dress. I not necessarily would wear a green dress. Is Is there a difference for people who, like, somebody might, distinction or whatever word that you want to use like for somebody who maybe just wears the latex bodysuit and doesn't wear the hood versus somebody who wears the hood only yeah I, I wouldn't just wear a hood only I think that you have to I think you could wear a you could wear a cat suit only uh, and have a you know a pretty head sitting on a cat suit but I don't think just a hood I'm not sure I think you'd you could, because the hood's the the rubber doll look, you're looking like somebody else. So why not just cover the rest of your body? Why just cover your face? 
most common misconception about latex? Yeah, that it's weird that it's like, you know, a lot of my family and friends know what I do. Um, but like I said, they don't talk about it because it's weird. It's underground. It's a fetish. It's like not spoken about. You know, like I said, my friends know what I do. They just don't like to. They just think I'm weird for wearing it. And I don't know why. I don't understand why it's got that persona of being weird. What would you say to somebody, though, that they want to explore this? Maybe they want to explore this with their partner and their partner just doesn't want to do this. What would you say to somebody who wants to get into this but feels like they can't? Yeah, that's a good question because a lot of my followers, a lot of my clients are the same. It's it's a one-sided thing, whereas he wants to get into it but the wife doesn't to the extent where it's she thinks it's weird and never force it upon a girl you know like never say you have to wear it or I you know it's slowly introducing it I think that everyone has the right to have a fetish and it just doesn't need to be seen as weird I think that if a man had a you know a, a, a nylon wants you know to see a, a sexy girl in a pair of nylons then that's fine but if he wants to see her in a sexy pair of latex leggings it's not fine and I just think that that's just bizarre it's a fetish. It it shouldn't be the underworld anymore. It should be, it's a sexy garment. And I wish that every girl could just experience latex the way I do and how sexy it makes you feel without thinking it's weird. And I was one of those girls. I did think it was weird. I was like, that's strange. Just, you need to be open about it and just try stuff new. I think that, you know, if a, any girl would just try it, you either hate it or love it. Maybe it's like Marmite. You hate it or love it. I don't know if you have that saying in, in the US. You either love it or hate it. And you will. And I loved it. And I think that a lot of girls, if they tried it, they would love it. And there's a lot of girls on Instagram that wear it and uh, model it. And they get so many likes and comments. And then they then create an account and they get so much attention because latex is becoming huge. It's so sexy. And they love the comments and the loves rather than the latex itself, which is fine. You know, it's like modeling anything. If you feel sexy and you, you're getting the love, you're going to, you know, you're going to love it. But secretly, you can't wait to get it off and just get into your comfy pajamas. But with me, I love it. Have you had some clients that have that have run into issues with like, you know, you're the only person that I can talk to about this? Yeah. Or you're... Yeah. So 50 percent of my clients, they come with me or they get customs from me because their wives, their girlfriends are not into it and they need a release. So they need that time where they can wear their latex and they have someone to share it with. They can't go to events because, you know, the wife doesn't let them or the girlfriend doesn't let them. Whereas I'm not their girlfriend, but I'm there for them to talk about the experience and come with them whilst they're wearing it. I don't want to be their girlfriend. They don't want me to be their girlfriend. They just want to enjoy latex with another person who enjoys latex. I guess for maybe for perspective, like what is something that you would look at and think, oh, that's weird. See, then I don't I don't think anything is weird because I'm open to everything that anybody wants to explore that makes them happy. I'm like, 
that's your thing because this is my thing and I I get like it's not a conversation you know I could have with my mother oh I'm a cam girl oh that's nice but I wear this and this is a picture of me in a hood she'd go what it's just I don't understand why though why should think that that's any different to being a girl that cams in my knickers and bra in fact I'm wearing more clothes than a girl with knickers and bra but people love the full coverage I get more people asking for custom videos of me completely covered than I do get custom videos of with my tits out and everything can you just wear a latex bikini everyone everyone wants the latex but yeah, in the, in the normal world, it's just weird. That kind of makes sense to me, actually, right? Because it's kind of like because it's so tight, you're revealing your body, but also keeping it a secret at the same time. Of course, it's use your imagination to what's underneath. I get that aspect of it. Why people would request more, have more requests fully clothed. It, it, I love it that that when I wear the hood, I get a lot of a lot of requests saying. Can you just take the hood off? And it's not because, it's all because they want to see what I look like. That's the main thing. And that's what I love. I love them not knowing what I look like. And then, for example, when I do post a picture without my hood, they're like, you're so pretty. You shouldn't wear a hood. You're pretty without your hood. And I'm like, that's not why I'm wearing a hood. I'm not wearing a hood to disguise a scar or my ugliness. It's because it's the fetish. It's the not knowing so that's why I wear it. I'm not wearing it because I'm ashamed of my face. It's my fetish, but a lot of people think it is. And then, you know, my OnlyFans page, I put loads of pictures out on my OnlyFans page without my hood. And then I get, oh, can you do a custom video without your hood? No, because that's not why I did this. This is not why I started this, because I don't then feel like Kitty. Your most common request, your most interesting request that you've gotten. Well, the most comments requests that I get from fans and followers is, can I be your slave? So they want to 100% submit to me and be my slave, which is very difficult because I'm virtual. I'm just online. So that makes it difficult. Um, but yeah, a lot of people want to to worship me. Um, but requests wise, it is all about being a mistress and that's really when I started this you know I'm a very sexual person I wanted to submit to people and and be fucked by a rubber guy that's dressed in rubber and big shoe you know big sort of um like army boots kind of thing and be treated like a piece of shit kind of thing but then when I turned it into work I thought, no, because you have to have trust in someone to be able to fully submit. And I'm not going to be trusting anybody to go on cam and them saying to me, do this, do that. So I kind of went down the mistress route and I loved it. So I am more mistressy and I just love the requests I get. Like I was saying earlier about humiliation, JOI, a bit of teasing. Um, I want everybody to worship me and, you know, so that's the main bulk of my business is the mistress smoking um because when you put the latex on and when you see a powerful a sexy woman in latex even myself when I see a sexy woman in latex I automatically think powerful strong 
I have been asked to do a custom video of me and latex hoovering, which I found really weird because I love hoovering. Don't get me wrong. I love my house being clean, but that was weird. Is hoovering, is that, I don't know what that means. Vacuuming, vacuuming. Oh, vacuum. okay. Yeah, we call it hoovering. I I, I've, been that, like, like, I've never heard of that sexual term. I mean, I've oh. been asked to suck before, but sucking up dirt is like with a vacuum is really was like, oh, that was weird. Like, I don't, I don't want this to sound like I'm judging it, but like, well, I don't, I guess I don't understand, right? Like, I understand the idea of being fully clothed in latex versus being not fully clothed. I guess I don't understand what would be the attraction of the vacuum. I don't know myself. And yeah, and I wasn't prepared to do that. One, because it just, I don't know, you can't just say yes to everything, right? You have to say, well, that, uh, how can I do that? Do you remember? Was it like a specific kind of vacuum? No, it was just a just regular a vac vacuum. Yeah, just can you vacuum in latex? Maybe I should huh. have just done it, and I could have done my housework at the same time. And yeah, that kind of sounds like you missed out on some easy money, honestly. It, it wasn't <laughs> even in a maid's outfit. I mean, I have latex maid's outfits, but you know that's fine if you want me to be a latex maid and. Um, okay, so I don't have a sense of smell, so this this might not make sense to me. But like, what's what what's the best smelling kind of latex? Does it all smell the same? Oh, it all smells the same. Yeah, like I what? keep mine in a in a closed wardrobe, and when you walk past, my, my house smells of rubber. So obviously, people that come here to my house and they can always smell rubber. Um, another thing is my floors. I've got wooden floorboards in my house, so when you put latex on, I use a dressing aid, which is kind of like an oily loop. And if that goes onto the floor, it becomes very slippy. <laughs> so my floors are always slippy. And I have a dog, and bless her, she's always slipping on my floors because she's trying to run away, and then she slips. And I'm like, it's like having oil on your floor constantly. So, yeah, it's the smell. My house always smells of rubber, latex. This is the last one we got. How do you feel about Catwoman? Catwoman? wasn't Isn't she like the... the um, how She's, kind of latex started in the full cat I think suits. so, right? Yeah, that was kind yeah, of... I would that, imagine that's most people's first kind of introduction yeah. to it. Yeah, I have a hood with cat kitty ears, cat ears, you know, full black uh, latex suit, full black hood with kitty ears, butt plug as a tail, and massive big platform shoes, and you are Catwoman. And to go with that, obviously you need a big whip, and yeah, that's that's what latex is. I want to thank Kitty so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Instagram and Twitter. And we have also included her information in the episode description. Okay, now let's go ahead and bring in John Shaw. What's something that you do that other people might think is weird? Probably the fact uh, uh, that I play tabletop board games quite frequently alone by myself how do you even do that uh i mean there's i, I like, primarily wait okay wait a minute wait a minute what kind of game are, we, are you like playing a, you're facing off against yourself in monopoly no like usually they're sports uh you know like i'm gonna throw out some great companies here like appa or stratomatic or dynasty league you're playing sports-based board games against yourself that is weird, dude. 
Well, I mean, like, for instance, for baseball, it's like, you know, obviously you have two teams, but you're the manager for both teams, even though you're only one person, right? So it's 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 just different, man. I, I like like I said, I guess it is kind of kind of weird, I suppose. Yeah, um, dude. Okay, but wait a minute, right? Do you in mentally are you giving yourself different names? Like, <laughs> hey, this is John's team and this is Shoal's team. No, it's this is not team that. A, this is team B. You're giving yourself nicknames. Like, this is the no. winners and this is the Giants. No. No, it's not that. It's not that. Not that bad. I, you know, I, I actually I want to rescind that. I think the weirdest thing that I do. Other no, than I think that I, I think that this is. We need to explore this just a little bit more for a second. But it is it a fair competition? See, like I've tried to do that where I've competed against myself. Like I'm outside shooting baskets and gonna be like, all right, this is team one, and I'm gonna shoot from these spots, and then I'm gonna be team two, and then I'm gonna shoot from these spots. But I purposely kind of in my mind, like, oh, I know which team I actually want to win. Do you feel like you're competing yourself in a fair competition or are you slightly cheating? No, I mean, you, ha- you have to be fair because you're trying to produce realistic results. But you know what the other one of you is going to do, right? Like if you played yourself in Monopoly. Uh, for instance, like a- Appaba Baseball is just you're rolling dice and you're reading charts. And you're kind of just like the the simulator, and you let the game engine work. Oh my God, this does sound sound a little yeah. Little For weird. anyone who was listening, John did not lose his virginity till he was 34. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but I could. I you know what? That's definitely true. He, he did not lose his virginity <laughs> until he was until six months after he was married. Uh yeah, that's that's for sure. That's the. <laughs> I one more thing I want to say about the weirdness is how I eat sandwiches because I eat them. I basically dissect the sandwich and I eat, you know, like the best part, uh, you know, like the, the, the innards first and then the bread last. If that makes any sense, well, that you, always gets a look. You take a bite of sub. It's not like you cut it in half and start in the middle and then eat towards the end. It's like you open up the sub, take out the meat, then eat the meat, then take out the lettuce, eat the lettuce, and then the bread. Yes. I mean, essentially, sometimes I switch it up, too. Sometimes I'll eat the bread maybe first. And then but the you're not second. getting you're not getting all the components in one bite. Uh, no, not usually. <laughs> we have had a guest on this show who has been asked to run over another man's penis with her car. And that is not as odd to me as the two things that you just talked about. <laughs> I'm, yeah, sure. I, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we could have this, this conversation. Is there anything you'd like to add? There's no point. <laughs> There's no point. I'm going. I'm going up against the champ, right? I don't need to step in the ring when I know I'm getting knocked out with the first punch. Like oh, I talk to myself. It's it's man. it's all right, man. It's it's all right to be a little different, man. It's There's all right. nothing wrong with being a little bit different. I do talk to myself pretty significantly, and I do talk to myself in public places. Um, I have this weird thing that I do with belt loops where out of a nervous habit, I twist them around until they break off. So none of my shorts and or jeans or pants with belt loops actually have belt loops on them. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's 
that, that sounds a little manic. That sounds like a little like oh yeah, also like you're just yeah, dude. Like I got some there. serious problems. <laughs> yeah, like okay. I got some repressed. I got some repressed issues. I'm not just <laughs> a lonely kid playing sports games by themselves on a t- tabletop. I got I, some serious repressed issues. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> yes, what's weird is that sports is probably be the nerdiest type of board game to play by yourself. Any kind of sports based mm. game. See, I would. I mean, listen, I'm not calling any of them nerdy, but I, I, I would think, I would think something like a role playing game would be a little bit nerdier, like you know, uh, a board oh, game wise. Especially if you dress like up for it, like if you're playing orcs and magicians, and you're sitting down there in your basement and dressed like a magician. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have some questions. I'm gonna have some questions. Okay. <laughs> All right, but I think so, the point is everybody is pretty weird in their own way, and there's nothing wrong with being weird. Nothing different, man, or if, nothing bad being different. If I had a choice between being normal and being different for both myself and my children, I would pick different every time. I'd much rather have a weird kid than a normal than like a boring normal kid. Um, sure, why not? I mean, I don't know what classifies as either. I feel like every kid is a goddamn train wreck. So, also, can you say sandwich one more time, please? Sandwich. Is there a G in there? <laughs> Sandwich. Oh my God, I do do it. What the wow. fuck? Sandwich. There we go. Sandwich. It's like you're saying like, like you're out golfing like sandwich. Like I really sandwich. have. I really have to like, like put emphasis though on the end, or I make it a G, like sandwich or sandwich. Like, damn. Yeah, sandwich. How did well, you ever get the G in there? Interesting. I'm I'm not sure. I think I've talked about my speech impediment before on this show. Well, let's just bring it up as much as possible and try to humiliate you so that you develop a nervous tick like twiddling your belt loops. <laughs> well, oh, you know, wait, that's what happened to me. That's what <laughs> okay. that's what happens to you. Um, that's what happens to me. All right, let's go ahead and move on. All right, we're going to go right into uh, some shout outs here. Let's uh, let's start with uh, Ali Packer. Appreciate you. Uh, Vladimir, uh, I assume... Uh, our, our, our Russian uh, uh, listener, appreciate you. Ryan, uh, appreciate you. Kevin Moon, probably the best handle that, that I have on the list. Uh, his handle is Shoes from Cows. Uh, Brian Key, Joe Catterall, Fernando Castillo, uh, Harrison Morton, Katie Kreitz, and Matthew Pernett. Appreciate all of you uh, checking us out last week. So there it is. I only stumbled once. Uh, that's that's kind of a record for me. Yeah, it's a good job. Thank you, brother. Uh, all right. Uh, so a couple of quick questions for you. Uh, uh, obviously, the Olympics are on. I'm, I'm, I'm a big follower. Uh, would you rather finish last in an event or first in an event? Would you rather get the medal or be infamous or infamous for being so bad and finishing dead last. Well, no, dude, I'd rather win. Okay. Okay, so name me the famous person. Name me the guy that you're looking up to or the athlete that you're I, looking up to who got dead last. Do you know anybody who's ever gotten dead last? That's a good point. I know. I, not that I can think of. But I can right. only name you, I mean, at least Americans, maybe a handful of people that have finished first. Like there aren't too many Olympians that are showcased, I would say. There's tons every year. What are you talking about? Okay, na- name me the Olympians that uh, that are household names off the top of your head. 
Michael Phelps, Simone Biles, all the gymnastics people, Bruce <laughs> Jenner, Michael Johnson, Usain <laughs> Bolt, it's Nadia Caitlin Jenner. Oh, sorry. Well, Caitlin Nadia Coleman. Caitlin Jenner. Good I mean, that's that list is thousands of people long of famous Olympians. Michael Jordan, Scottie oh, Pippen. Well, I Carl mean, Mo- that's a John that, Hancock. I don't know what. Oh, John Stockton. Herbie right? Hancock. First of all, this is a ridiculous question, right? Herbie. You would rather be last. Like, hey, you have a chance. You could win this thing or you could lose. Which one would you like to do? I would like to lose. All right. Well, th- this question, I guess, isn't as uh, pointless, but uh, I want to know which show would you rather host? Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy? Jeopardy's the dominant show right there. Wheel of Fortune, nobody even knows what's going on, and they occasionally confuse it with like the price is right because I forget which wheel is the big wheel that you're spinning in Wheel of Fortune. Also, Pat Sajak is not an actual person, but is a robot that's covered in human skin. He's never going anywhere. Jeopardy I, I, is the dominant. I, Jeopardy is the dominant one there. I was just going to ask you if uh, – I don't know who would actually say Wheel of Fortune, but if uh, Alex Trebek was still alive, there is no comparison. He was He's just way better all the way around than Peyton I don't Pat know Peyton. if that's really a fair statement to make, to put out there, because nobody else has ever really done it on an extended basis. You've never really seen anybody – Alex Trebek is the best, but you've never seen anybody else really do it. What if Alex Trebek was actually terrible at hosting Jeopardy and other people would just dominate him if ever given the chance? No one else has had an extended run. We don't actually know if Alex Trebek is any good at all. <laughs> well, I was more or less just uh, just um, putting him up against Pat Sajak, not really talking about him versus other people and hosting the show, naturally. But, yeah. All right. Well, uh you're, I think you're going to love my uh, my current event here, uh, or you're going to absolutely hate it. Uh, so there's a viral video going around, uh, which I'm sure you haven't seen. If you have, I'd be very impressed, of uh, Tom Brady, of all people, getting ready for uh, training camp, which starts next week. Yeah, do you know what a jugs machine is? I know, but I'm, I'm, there's something that I hope it is. <laughs> well, it is not what you hope it is. Uh, so basically what it is, is, is uh, it's two spinning wheels and you put a football in it and it shoots it out, right? And receivers use it to catch passes, et cetera, et cetera. Tom Brady is about 30 yards away from this jugs machine and he throws two footballs right into the middle of it. And it's not a very wide opening and he sticks it both times, right? Then he moves back and hits it from 40 yards away. Here's what I want to want to want to ask you. Everyone knows my love for Tom Brady. It's it, it is what it is. However, when he it's all said and done, is he going to go down as being one of the greatest athletes of all time? I'm not talking about just football. I'm talking about with the Messies, with the Ronaldos, with the Jordans. I mean, he has to be right. The dude is 45, still doing what he's doing. Number one, I don't care. Number two, where I would say that Tom Brady has succeeded is being the luckiest man alive. (laughs) That's what Tom Brady – think about this, okay? Tom Brady should be renowned and put into the Hall of Fame, not for football, but for being the luckiest man alive. He is tall. He's a tall, rich, good-looking white guy. He's probably the luckiest man on earth. And also, I have seen that video. It's fake. I, I don't think it's fake. I, I don't know, man. I'm Listen. offended by this this sports relatedness I, of all these questions right now. I, okay, I, 
It's 100% fake. There's absolutely no way that he could do that. Are you ready for our top five? <laughs> no, not really. I. <laughs> but yes, let's do it. Okay, so our top five is top five things that we would like to model. Our guest was obviously latex model Kitty Malone. So what are some things that you would like, top five things that you would like to model? What's your number five? <laughs> uh, I have socks. That's a pretty good one, right? <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel mean, like because you don't have to see me, but you can you see my see calf you. and my ankle, which is fine. And I don't think that you would got you would get into the corners of the internet where you're dealing with foot fetish people because the socks are covering your feet. That's a pretty oh, safe bet. Yeah, and I I guess I wasn't even really thinking about that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, socks is a pretty good one. Probably the most safe undergarment modeling career, I would have to say. Uh, so my number five, modeled after a legendary man, Tom Park. Some people may know exactly who Tom Park is and grew up with Tom Park. Other people may never have heard of them. But who Tom Park is, is he's one of these traveling car commercial people that goes around to different car dealerships around the country and does those things where he like walks and talks about all the cars. Okay. And then goes to the next country and the next city and collects his check for doing the exact same thing. Like we've all seen those car commercials and then you go to another city and you somehow see the exact same person in the same car commercial. You're like, what the hell is this? So you just Tom Park. Tom Park is fame. I would be that I would be that person. I'd love to do that. (laughs) All right. So uh, a traveling walking talk car salesman. Okay. That that that's fair, I suppose. Um my yeah. number, my number four is uh, staying with the lower region of your body. I have uh, a shoe model. Hmm. Okay, that's basically the exact same thing. Well, primarily because I want to get all the swag. I want to get all the shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I could see that. I'd much rather be the shoe model than I'd rather be the socks model. You would yeah. think that it'd probably be the same person, right? Like, oh, wait, uh, this person can't. Hey, 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 you're cut out to be a shoe model. You're no socks model, buddy. <laughs> I want to meet the people that have to make those decisions. Well, I'm sure it's actually a lot of people, too, who put a lot of thought into this. We interviewed a hand model one time. Thanks for paying attention to that. It's fascinating. <laughs> I think it was like episode 99 or something like that. Well, when you're on episode um, 159, it's, uh, we're getting up there now. We're old. My number three is kind of along that line, like not necessarily this brand per se, but this kind of company like Hanes. Because think about that. If you're the model for them, you're getting like free T-shirts, you're getting underwear, you're getting socks, you're getting a lot of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, are you only saying that because Michael Jordan was a was a Hanes model for a while? I thought he was Fruit of the Loom. I, I don't think Maybe so. Maybe he is Hanes. I think he is Haynes. Also an Olympian, another Olympian that's easily named. Apparently, you don't know any of them. <laughs> uh, I mean, no. I, I you've don't. heard of LeBron James. Have you heard of LeBron James? He's also an, an Olympian. Kevin Durant, here's, another Olympian. Here's what I want to tell you right now. I just want silence. I don't want you to keep going out about it. I have. I, I do don't know you how. Think that for like, do you think for an underwear model? Do you think that they're checking the bulge? Like, do you think 
they're looking for a certain requirement for the underwear uh, model bulge. Because you don't want you don't want look if you're fruit of the loom you don't want some guy out there with a little tiny package modeling your underwear because you're sending in the wrong kind of signal but you also don't want somebody there with like a monster <laughs> you've got to have I, like a slightly above average ding dang I <laughs> I would think that when they uh, <laughs> when they go to, uh, <laughs> to when they're interview auditioning for the spot for the part, you know, they probably, you know, put on a pair of the underwear and the the people take a look, I'm sure. You know, you you, 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 you don't size want size it up. Yeah, you don't want it too big, but obviously you don't want Oh, how'd you like small. to be the guy that like you're in there and you're like, Hey, look, John, your body looked good, you know, your skin looks good. You just don't have the package to be an underwear model. <laughs> Well, that's when you walk away and you come back and you stuff, you know, some Kleenex down there or something. But they already know you. You've already been typecast. <laughs> like John's a great underwear model, but he's just his package isn't big enough. He's not. Well, he doesn't. He's not a fruit of the loom man. Uh, so oh, wait, it's so, my number three, right? Or is your number three? No, my number three. My I have fast food. <laughs> oh yeah. The fact that you haven't been cast in a fast food commercial is an atrocity. But like I would want to pick, obviously, like I wouldn't want to go into a casting agency like, you know, I, I would want all the offers on my plate and be like, you know what? I'm going to be Ronald McDonald this week and then I'm going to be Colonel Sanders the next week and just enjoy all the food. You do have that perfect every man surprised masturbator look to you that what? you could be like. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like John has an expressive enough face that he could be like a guy in the background. He wouldn't be the first person, right? He's not the focus of the cart of the, of the fast food commercial, but he could be in the back booth somewhere being like the guy that kind of turns slightly with a surprised look on its face. Like, Oh, right. Like that would be you. You, I, I can't believe the work isn't flooding in for you right now. Um, you know, I, uh, I've never tried to be an extra in a fast food commercial, but, if they need a grimace, I'm here. Oh God, you would be a good grimace. All right. Um, my my number three is kind of along those lines. I'd like to be for a grocery store so I can get like free food or a hookup or something. <laughs> I, <laughs> but like I, <laughs> I don't know why right now, but for some reason there's this ad that plays regionally here in Michigan, and it's of Kroger, and it's somebody in like the blue vest with the white undershirt, mm -hmm. with the khakis. <laughs> just, I just picture your goofy-looking mug just dressed like that and right. come shop at Kroger where all your dreams come true. Right, because I'm like, okay, if you were the generic fast food person, I'm the generic grocery store person. Not Whole Foods level, but like that level of kind of fresh foods that's just a little bit above your standard grocery store, but not the nice one. <laughs> I don't, I don't have what it takes to be Whole Foods. No, you don't. Nope. No, I don't. Not at all. Uh, okay, what's your number two? Uh, anything, I will model for anything that gets me on the side of a of a bus. Oh, yeah. Right. Would you rather be on the side of a bus as a real estate agent or a lawyer? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. See, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Probably as a lawyer, I would think. See now, I would like to be on the side of a lawyer. I would like to be on the side of a billboard as like a divorce attorney, because that way I'm getting business and I'm being exposed to new possibilities at the same time. Oh my god! Number two is number two. Mine is like Nintendo. Oh, I'd be a 
spokesperson from Nintendo in a second. All but, the sweet ass video games I'd get. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, obviously, it'd be it would be awesome, but I, I I don't know. I feel like it would take my love for video games out. You know what I mean? Oh, to get free video games and get paid for them? No, I'll do it. Fuck it. <laughs> right. I know. Granted, it's not sports board games. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it is what okay. it is. What's your number one? Uh, a steakhouse. God, you would be a fantastic spokesperson for a oh, steakhouse. Man. But like, I, I would want to. I would want one of the Tell commercials. Big John's and shit. Exactly. Right. Damn it! Right. You took it. I, I had like this whole little skit I was going to go through, and it was going to end with me going, "Tell him Big John sent you." Oh God! Yeah. yeah, you could be perfect for that because you could play in any market, right? Like you could go down south. You could put on your lumberjack shirt, kind of <laughs> dressed like a southern person. You could go to Texas and throw on a cowboy shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, you could grow a beard if you were capable of growing a beard and be up in the Pacific Northwest. You got the Detroit. You would you would be a fantastic steakhouse spokesperson. I know, right? And I, I, I would probably wear my steakhouse spokesperson clothes twenty four seven. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good job. Okay, so my number one is a travel company. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that safe. I feel. Serious. Safe bet. All right, Safe. let's do this. Instead of honorable mention for things we would do, what are things that you would not want to be the spokesperson for or the model for? Um, so, I mean, really any type of clothes other than I what I had said, you know, like shirts, pants, anything like that. Uh, Why wouldn't you want to be a pants model? That seems pretty easy. I mean, I, what I'm thinking of is like adult diapers, um, general herpes cream. <laughs> Like yeah. STD infections, you know. I mean, to be honest, diarrhea, like any kind of adverse medical condition, is not something that you want to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Basically, anything that. Uh, oh my god, what's his name? The old uh, Jets quarterback, um, Vinny Testaverde, Joe Namath. Anything Joe Namath as a spokesperson for? Don't yeah, follow his lead. He's taking the bottom of the barrel there. Like the whole bottom of the barrel there. Anything kind of too, like any of those old people things where you're pretty sure that like, look, this is, this sounds like a good thing, but it's also pretty much a scam. We can all kind of tell that you're just fucking over elderly people, right? Like yeah. I wouldn't want to do any of those things like life you alert, know, anything like that. <laughs> One thing I left off that I kind of regret is like some kind of alcohol, but. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I wouldn't want to be like. There's only one spokesperson that you can really name, right? And it's Cap, you know, it's Captain Jack. Or not Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Morgan. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess for spokespeople, but even that that's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. Like he's not around there anymore. I guess Dosecki's had the most interesting man in the world. The other brands don't really set themselves up for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't have to, I guess, right? I mean, you're selling millions of cases a week. You don't need to. Yeah, you probably don't really need to. The, the other ones don't need anything. Rum. Nobody really wants rum. I would agree. I would agree with you. It's it's okay in like special cocktails, but rum and coke is good. But nobody's just sitting there sipping on rum. 
<laughs> I mean, you've been known to sip on some pretty gnarly things in your day. Oh yeah, I got no problem drinking the cheap shit, baby. <laughs> Give me the. I'll just. I would if I could drink it and not go blind. I'd drink just straight ethanol. <laughs> Getting fucked up off turpentine. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all the honorable. That's all the stuff that I got that I definitely wouldn't want to be a spokesperson for. Well, then uh, I'm going to get out of here and go put on my latex suit and see where that takes me. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. Leave a review. Can't thank you enough for the people who have done that. Really would like to know, what are some of the things that you would like to be the promotional model for? Travel to me is pretty good, but it's not as good as John being a steakhouse model. It, it's, it's almost too much of a perfect fit. That's the only reason he couldn't do it. He'd be too good at it. 